0: But primarily, the conscious mind needs to recognize and catch
1: the automatic behaviors. Welcome to the Happy Home birth Podcast, your source for positive natural childbirth stories and your community of support, education, and encouragement in all things home birth and motherhood. What do we do if we notice that we have some negative patterns of thinking? Or maybe we find ourselves repeating the same mistakes over and over, feeling totally blocked. How can we become unblocked? How can we view the world from a positive lens? Hey there, happy home birthers, and welcome to episode 206 of the Happy Home Birth Podcast. I'm your host, Caitlin Fusco, and I am so thrilled to have my guest today, Greta Zukov. Now, Greta is my own personal Tapping, EFT tapping. You've heard me talk about it probably before on the podcast, but she's my own personal tapping coach. And I have worked with Greta to heal some of the consistent patterns that were showing up again and again and again in my life that I just felt so frustrated. Like, why are these here? Why do I feel stuck in this? So today, Greta and I are going to dive into what causes this? Uh, Maybe we'll call it the inner child. We'll learn about how it's really our subconscious. And then what can we do to begin shifting gears and considering the world and our experiences in a new and truly positive way, not fake positive, but genuinely enjoying our lives. So that's what we're going to be discussing today i'm I'm just so thrilled for this conversation. I know that you're going to get so much out of it now, this kind of work is helpful any time in life, but as mothers, at least in my experience, I know that in motherhood, I've been challenged in in very specific ways, and a lot of times interactions with my own children bring up these kind of patterns of behavior or these patterns of feeling within my body uh, which has really been a great opportunity to learn to grow Uh, and and motherhood can expose a lot of our anxieties a lot of our frustrations our fears and what i love is that greta along with her business colleague naomi have actually created An amazing group situation where we can work through these things as mothers together. So in this tapping group or program, basically what we're going to be doing is meeting with four group tapping calls per month. And then we're going to have two group prayer and meditation calls per month, as well as private Facebook group for support. And what I love about this is that I have been using, and I will talk about this more in the episode roundup, but I have been using tapping in my prayer life. I find myself, even if I didn't mean to start off a tapping session, praying, it always turns into some type of glorification of the Lord. And it's really grown my relationship with him in a lot of ways. And so I love the fact that this program and, and these calls with Naomi are not going to leave that out, you know, that that can be a big part of this practice if if you so choose for it to be it certainly has been for me so like i said if after this episode you are interested in more information about this group that we're putting together that i am certainly going to be a part of i am already signed up and ready to go uh, then just stick around for the end in the episode roundup we will definitely be talking about that one final thing that I wanted to share is that applications for the home Birth collective, our January through March cohort are going to be opening next week. So that is just one week away. Next Monday, the applications are going to be open. So be prepared for that. Be ready. I expect that these seats are going to fill up very quickly, so if you can get your application in earlier, we can get you scheduled for a suitability call that's going to provide the greatest chance for you to be involved in this cohort of extremely aligned mothers who are all seeking the exact same thing. An empowered, transformative home birth experience. So that's going to be running from January through March. And like I said, those applications are going to be opening just next week. So be on the lookout. All right, let's waste no more time and jump into this incredible episode with Greta Zukoff. Greta, thank you so much for coming on the Happy Home birth Podcast.
0: Hi, Caitlin. I'm so excited to be here. Thanks for having me.
1: Oh, I'm thrilled to have you. It's always so exciting to be able to bring someone on who is an expert in a field that I have learned from and that I have used myself. And uh, working with you has just been so hugely impactful in my life, in my motherhood. Um, So I can't help but be thrilled to be able to share this with my listeners. Um, Would you mind taking just a second to introduce yourself? well um i
0: am so excited that you feel that way first of all thank you and i am so honored to be on your own personal journey here and having supported you but again my name is greta zukoff and i am an expert mindset coach particularly specializing in the field of weight loss but what i do dealing with mindset really targets and focuses the subconscious mind and these childhood programs that we have. And so I actually work on all aspects that people struggle with in life. So it's not just weight loss mindset. I mean, the skill that I have, the coaching philosophy that I have is transferable. um, As you have actually experienced yourself, that weight loss isn't your goal, but, you know, working through any of the blocks that we're experiencing to having this beautiful, magical, satisfying and fulfilling life. And we have these old patterns and behaviors that we bump into when we're trying to move closer to a life that feels really satisfying to us. And I help people with that, get them through those self-sabotaging, repeating patterns, behaviors, um, by focusing on this relationship with the inner child, which we're going to, I think, dive into today. So Yeah.
1: Oh, that's so fantastic. Yeah, <laughs> I would I'd love to share. So the way that I found out about you was actually through when you were on Kitty Bloomfield's podcast. And that okay. was a while back. Yeah. And yeah. I remember just listening to what you were saying. And I wasn't even thinking of, of it in a weight loss term, like, you know, in terms of weight loss, but it's so deeply resonated with, oh my gosh, this is exactly what I'm struggling with. Like, this is exactly what I'm looking for, this resistance, this, I feel like I have this resistance inside of me. I don't want to have it, um, but there are just all of these blockages and I don't really understand where they're coming from. Um, So it, it, your, those skills are so transferable and it has been really amazing. And I will say if I had realized uh, just up front, if I had realized it was going to be like, A lot of inner child work. I don't know. I think that in my mind, I thought that was like not for me, you know, like inner child work. Like, what is that? Why does that matter? I'm I'm not interested. Sounds like therapy. I'm an adult. I don't need that. And Mm -hmm. then so when I met you and we had our first session together, and then I was crying hysterically 20 minutes in and you know, unable to just contain these emotions, it was like, oh okay, I see it now. Like this connects so deeply. There is so much here to unravel. Um, So I'm thrilled for us to talk about this because like I said, personally, I didn't have any interest (laughs) in learning about the inner child. I didn't understand why that would connect to me. So this is going to be really fun. Um, So we're, we're using this term. Could you Mm -hmm. explain what that is? What is, what is the inner child?
0: Yes. So very good question. And Your experience is very normal with a lot of people that I work with. Either they don't understand, they don't think it's for them, but then once they actually experience it or tune into actually the behaviors that they're suffering from or the behaviors that they're wanting to shift and change, they realize, oh yes, this makes perfect sense and why we do it. And that's because The dynamic, when I refer to in my coaching, the inner child, I'm talking about your subconscious mind and why the inner child is because we come into this world with a blank slate in our mind. We are a blank computer. And from the time we are conceived, so from conception all the way, I would say probably up to age 10, 11, 12 maybe, we are receiving all the important programs and for us, but primarily for the brain to survive, right? It's going to prioritize survival needs over everything else. And this doesn't, this just doesn't mean like, you know, not getting hit by a car or being afraid of physical danger, right? To keep us alive. This is also deeply emotional, right? Survival and what we need to feel loved and what we need to feel to belong. And we don't really realize it, but families come with a lot of rules. (laughs) (laughs) And most of these rules are unsaid and passed down generationally. And how does that happen? Well, your grandparents' beliefs become your parents' beliefs, become your beliefs. Become your children's beliefs. And so at a very early age, we want to belong to this family, to our tribe. We know as human beings that we are deeply reliant upon connection for our survival. We know that we need connection. And so we inherently know what we need to do to survive. And so we're constantly scanning our environments, interactions. What's going on? Are we safe? Will this behavior keep me in the tribe, so to speak? Will it get me the feelings that I need in order to feel safe, loved, accepted, belonging to the tribe? And everyone's experience is different. And so Your experience versus a sibling's experience might even be different. No two people are going to experience the same situation in the same way. And so, when we perceive our childhood through our own individual eyes and experiences and emotional requirements and needs, what we came here, what we personally need, we start making decisions about ourselves. We start making decisions about our identity who we are what we need to do in this world to survive meaning how do we stay connected to our tribe how do i get the love i need from the tribe how do i get the acceptance how do i just not get in trouble from my tribe you know some children on the on the very severe side you know avoiding trauma avoiding abuse right and this runs a very large sliding scale here. And it's only based on the perceiver. So in your mind, you may say, well, I had a beautiful childhood and there was no abuse, no trauma, nothing like that. Why would I need to rehabilitate this relationship with my inner child? Well, because sometimes the decisions you make when you're five aren't really serving for you when you're 35. <laughs> I don't know about you, but I don't necessarily want my five year old making decisions about my current <laughs> life. At all like so.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> so, you know, she has a very different perception on what she needed versus what I know to be true today for myself. And some of these goals that might feel threatening might go against the grain, go against family traditions, beliefs, but you have this deep desire in you to achieve it or experience. It may require a different set of belief systems, right? Mm -hmm. And so the inner child represents these belief systems in your subconscious mind that were created during these formidable years that pretty much about 85 to 90% of our behaviors, science shows, are coming from this automatic process of the subconscious mind. We don't have to remember how to beat our heart. (laughs) We don't have to remember how to breathe, right? So this also includes all of these autonomic responses in the body. And so the Subconscious beliefs that we have, whether we're conscious of them or not, when we focus on them, we have emotional reactions to them. And then that leads us to take action in our daily life based on a belief that we might not even be aware that we're holding, something that keeps us safe, something that we keep repeating. Maybe we are aware of it, but we don't know how to fix it. We just think it's who we are and there's no way of getting around it, we hold focused thoughts about that, repeated focused thoughts, which then make us feel a certain way, an emotion. And because we feel that way, because we're scared, we don't take the chance. Because we are anxious, we have heart palpitations or shortness of breath, right? So, this is really important. Whether it is what did you say on the when we worked in your class last week, it was either the chronic or the system. Yeah, like yeah. acute or chronic. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that was a great analogy. Like whether this is chronic things that you have experienced your entire life, or something that just recently is happening that you're trying to deal with. So, um, this type of relationship with the inner child, your subconscious programs and beliefs. Is really really important. Yeah, that's
1: incredible. And so, basically, it sounds like what happens is in those early years, we have these experiences, and they basically form our the way we perceive. Like they form our perceptions of the world. Is that right? That is
0: absolutely correct. And I use the analogy of you know whatever lenses you're looking through you're going to experience your world and those are typically through the lens of emotion as well and it's like a high rise building right if you're on the basement floor and all the emotions that are on the basement floor victimhood sadness depression fear anxiety despair, despair right you can't see what's available on the penthouse there are these amazing beautiful views, right? Vistas that you can see and you experience different things. There might be caviar and grand pianos on the penthouse on that top floor, but you're not experiencing all those things in life, right? And so it's a matter of releasing what's pulling us down into the basement where we experience everything that's in the basement versus what might be available to us on those higher level floors, those higher level emotional experiences. So we can put the perceiver lenses of happiness, of joy, of belief, of knowing those higher level emotions to work for us so we can experience those things, create our reality based on intentional design versus reactionary emotional responses. Yes. Yeah.
1: Well, and I guess this can feel really hard too, because you may hear this and think like, okay, so I'm just going to say I'm happy and I'm going to be happy. Like <laughs> that's not going to work for me. So what does it like, what does it mean to for us to actually rise up from these lower emotions that maybe we have been just experiencing from childhood that have just been pro we've programmed these like brown lenses instead of rose colored glasses. We've got these like blue brown lenses. Like what how do we how do we switch those off? How do we get to the, the root of it?
0: That is a very good question. And a lot of people and especially today there's so much emphasis on being positive and you know just having a good mindset. But I prefer to address this in a different manner. I want to honor what is first and we do this very specifically like we can't deny the emotion we can't just keep pushing it under the water trying to hold it like a beach ball If anyone if you've ever tried to hold a beach ball under the water it's really really hard right you're trying like crazy to not experience these emotions and you're doing all of these behaviors to not experience these emotions but if you actually have the proper tools and techniques at your disposal how to use that specifically target the subconscious mind, your limbic system, that fight, flight, freeze, fawn response in the brain that actually break up this pattern where the brain has a message, has a belief that sends a signal down to the body, the emotion to react, and then it just keeps feeding that loop. So when you use specific techniques to target those aspects, your beliefs, the subconscious mind, and specifically your emotions, that's actually the magic, the key portal, then you can actually atrophy that loop that you're stuck in. You can pull a domino out of the chain reaction, and just like if you set up dominoes and you pulled one out, the whole chain reaction actually stops. So there are specific tools. So instead of just trying to shift this from your conscious mind, because you're going through life and I'm just not happy. I just don't feel this way. I'm still anxious, right? I still have these things, obsessive thoughts, right? Thinking the worst. You're human. That is what we do because we want to stay alive. So we think of all the things, the worst things that might happen. So we're going against human nature. So using a specific tool and technique and the one that I prefer, there are a few, but the one that I found most effective, especially with this Subconscious belief and emotional reaction pattern is what's called emotional freedom technique or EFT tapping. And that because we're focusing on the emotion, we get to honor what is. We get to honor all the stinky poo negative emotions that. We either don't want to admit that we feel, you know, too vulnerable to admit we're trying to cover up. We don't want to experience we're using things with, in many cases with women, food, right? Shopping, social media, all these things What we're trying to avoid actually feeling our emotions. But once you feel empowered with a tool that helps you get relief, helps you get relief quickly and then you actually start to see your lenses change in reality without having to work really hard at things to to shift it. Because remember that conscious mind, earlier I said about 85 to 90% of our behaviors are coming from the subconscious mind. So when we're over here trying to think positively, right? But we've got these emotions that are automatic, these behaviors, we're like really working hard over here at this 10% of our conscious mind. So why not bypass go to the subconscious, give it what it needs to relax. You know, some of these programs were, like you said, were instilled in childhood, and they've been running and affecting our bodies, affecting our health, our well-being, our weight, right, chronic illness, all of these patterns, right? And so they're stuck in our body those patterns, the emotional imprints. So when we use this, it really is a true uh, reset, reprogram of that brain-body connection.
1: That's huge because I do think it's so easy to think like, oh, well, I just, I can't do that. Like I, I've i tried positive affirmations and they don't work. And it's like, yeah, you're right. like Exactly. <laughs> They don't. That's not what this is. We're not bright siding. We're not just like putting on a happy face. We are getting down to okay, what are these systems? Like, what is actually, what's that program running in the background that I've never like moved the windows to actually see what it is? Like,
0: yes, yes, exactly. Yes. And Louise Hay, she was an EFT tapper for maybe some of your listeners who are in the self-help world, um, Hay House Publishing. She said she was an EFT tapper and she said, honey, if you want a clean house, if you want to live in a clean house, you can't just keep ignoring the dirt that's under the sofa, right? You got to know where the dirt is. You got to clean it up, clean the dirt out. Then you can hang the pretty decorations, which are the affirmations. Then the affirmations work. They do work right? And the responsibility of the conscious mind, your conscious work, you know, it might be doing affirmations, it might be prayer and meditation, whatever it is, but primarily the conscious mind needs to recognize and catch the automatic
1: behaviors. Ah, so we catch the behaviors and then we can work on them subconsciously.
0: Yeah, subconsciously. It's, It's the process of calling out these unwanted emotions and behaviors and realizing they're not you, right? This is something that's unwanted, that feels like has become you, but actually you can shift and change if you want to go in a different direction. But the conscious mind's job and responsibility is to find it, to honor it, and then to reparent. So back to that inner child analogy, the conscious mind is the parent. It's the responsibility of the conscious mind to lovingly reparent the subconscious mind, the inner child. So what does a parent do? It catches when the child's going to run out into traffic, right? Mm -hmm. No, until the child learns that that's dangerous, right? So the parent, the conscious mind catch when you're about to enter into an emotional unraveling, Or in back into that belief system, making the unconscious conscious, calling it out at any point when you recognize it. So that's the loving parent, your conscious mind, not beating yourself up for a behavior or a repeated pattern. Just consciously loving yourself, seeing it, and then using the proper tool, just as you would your own child, to redirect. You know what?
1: So interesting about this is I've noticed, you know, I I've been practicing EFT mm-hmm. for a while, made huge progress once I actually started working with you to get down to <laughs> all of these roots. And one thing that I've noticed since then is that it's kind of like when you, if you haven't been going to a chiropractor and then you go get an adjustment, like maybe you feel a little bit better, but that's it. But mm-hmm. if you go to a chiropractor consistently, you can then know when you're out of alignment. It's like, oh boy, I noticed like that my occiput's out. You know, like I I'm seeing it, I feel it, and it's the exact same thing with working on this inner child. Is that you start to notice the triggers more? Like I feel, I'm like, Oh, my children are being loud. I'm noticing that that is really upsetting me right now. <laughs> you know, like you, and you, it's just like, you're so much more attuned to it so that then yes. you are then able to go, like you said, okay, that's not a, my children problem as much as it is a uh, Caitlin's having a stressful reaction yes. to the problem. So like, what can we do with this reaction? Yes. And the parenting happens right there.
0: Yes. Yes. Oh, I love that you said that because you've actually upgraded your level of existence, really. What your, your tolerance level, right? Like if you are used to going to the chiropractor and feeling so good in your body, you become more sensitive to the contrast when you don't. And yeah. so with EFT tapping, the same thing is you, you get so comfortable feeling peace and ease, right? You've upgraded your quality of existence You're not going to tolerate. You're going to be more sensitive when it's out of alignment, like you said. You know, you know, because you're feeling so good, Mm -hmm. right? You're not going to want to sacrifice your peace. So you're going to notice that. And just like you said, when you notice that, oh, my children are getting loud, that's annoying to me, it's feeling stressful to me. Well, your conscious mind knows that they're just being children, right? Mm -hmm. And they are probably having fun and just being themselves, And then what is it inside of me that is creating this stress? Right. Am I, do I have fear that I might get embarrassed? Is it in public? You know, like, will I look like a bad mother if my children are allowed or is it something over here that I'm fussing and fretting about, about finances or work or something else. And then I'm not fully present to be with my children. So the little bit of, you know, Louder decibels tends to push the buttons a little more because we have something else pulling at us emotionally. Mm -hmm. So having something that you can separate, understand the difference and that you don't have to solve this problem with your child, your child's being a child, you can go internally, find your alignment, find your peace, come back to your children, probably even enjoy playing with them at that louder decibel a little bit more
1: and be present. Yeah. That's exactly that's exactly what it is and and it's it's just that's something that I noticed really this last week of like oh these are the things that are really like affecting me. You know, these things are really affecting me. I don't have answers to why yet. Like those are, that's what I want to work through next is like, Oh, why is it that that noise like is so like, what, if and also like, was that Is it because I wasn't really allowed to do that? You know, or there were consequences. I don't know. I'm really curious to, to dive into that deeper, but this, this is bringing up, you know, me talking about my children I really did want to ask about that. You know, parenthood is such a massive transitional time. You know, it's, it's just such an all-encompassing experience. And so I'm curious to know, how does parenthood impact our relationship with our own inner child? Like, what does it do to our inner child?
0: Mm-hmm. It makes you very aware. <laughs> Of your inner child. So anytime we have these major life events, if you're becoming a parent for the first time, you any stage of parenting, right? There's a lot of firsts. There's a lot of pressure, expectations. There's a lot of emotions that go on, a lot of stress, and or it can be very joyful too. It's not just negative emotions, but typically it's through the squeezing. Of our own situations, our own emotions, right? Like when we start to get squeezed or the pressure is on, for me personally, it was through my own divorce that opened up, you know, these major life experiences that there was something that needed tended to. So essentially, parenting is the deepest way to get your own personal awakening and your own personal clearing of the things that are Uh, causing you pain and suffering, right? Because it's going to become a reflection and a mirror. Your children are going to just really amplify that back to you, right? Mm -hmm. And, you know, you want to go through this parenting journey, feeling present, feeling like, you know, we put as women, we put so much pressure on ourselves to be good mothers. Like our value comes from being a good mother, the mothering process. And so we put a lot of pressure on ourselves to perform. And when that happens, you know, you want to be present, you want to be the best mom as possible. So this is going to be amplified through your children. But if you can keep in mind that when you feel when it's not joy and blissful and peaceful, when you're feeling anything but that, that is the natural state of mothering, right? Doesn't mean that it's not difficult. Doesn't mean there won't be challenges, but your natural state is one of peace and calm and joy, and you know that at a deep, inherent level. So if you're experiencing anything other than that, I don't mean that there won't be temporary stressors, but if you feel one way more than the other, right, if the scales are tipped in an unfavorable way for you, then you can bet that these are your childhood programs, right? You're bumping up into them. So you're being squeezed in those moments of stress, all the the painful suffering emotions. And so therefore, the thing that brings that out the most and most women in their life experience is raising children. Mm -hmm. Because we want to control the outcome. We don't want them to experience the same things that we did in the ways that we've decided that it's bad. And then, then we find ourselves controlling situations. But guess what? their experiences don't have to be your experiences. Mm -hmm. And even to the point of their health, right? Yeah. They come with certain genes, but there's this thing called epigenetics and it's about the environment and how we express these genes. Even though we're, we come into this planet with, with specific gene codes from our parents, it doesn't mean that even our genes have to be expressed the same way that the environment can actually change that. And so If this is really, really impactful for you, if you understand that your children are a portal to your own release of your own baggage, of your own emotional blocks, so you can then allow them their full experience, Mm -hmm. right, that they have come here to create, what they've come here to experience, for them to be their full selves. That's what you want. But you have all your fears and doubts and worries, and you don't want them to experience the same things as you did where you were hurt. So we try to control the outcomes. We try to think we know best, or we know we want them raised a certain way when there's a big self knowing each child comes into this world with, and it's how can I foster that in my child? And it allows you to allow your child to have their experience while you kind of clean up your (laughs) past experiences. Mm. And, and there's this freeing experience that happens in the process, right? For both the child and the parent where it's just this relief and, um, and you don't have to struggle. It doesn't have to be a struggle.
1: Mm. You know what? That is so, I think that's so important for us to consider, you know, especially as mothers who just, like you said, I feel like most of us, obviously all situations are different, but many of us, and I know many of my listeners will at least resonate with this. We went into motherhood wanting desperately to be mothers, mm-hmm. excited to be mothers, ready to experience the joy of motherhood. But then when we're walking that out on a day-to-day basis, these programs come yeah. in and then it's like, "Oh my gosh, this is so stressful. I'm so frustrated. I've got to get lunch made and I've got to make sure that this and this and this are done." And and then where's that joy that we we were, you know, setting out to experience as we added these children these children to our family?
0: Yeah. 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 We, we can tend to have a very idealistic or romanticized idea of what it might be. And we're not aware that this process might call on all of these. I don't know if you want to call them wounds. I mean, they don't have to be super negative experiences, but just beliefs that Mm -hmm. if you're continuing to believe something and it's causing you pain and suffering, then it's worth taking a deeper look at. Right. And so, you know, and The expectations that you have, right? I find a lot of mothers, you know, well, the expectation of the family and the expectation of the mothering experience, like you said, how it's going to go. And it's not going that way because these programs come up and interfere. So this really gives you a way to get that back that it can actually be. A very enjoyable process if you feel that you are you're not alone right it's very normal and so if you're not feeling that the mothering process is as joyful as it could be for you you know and the day-to-day whether it's getting this the lunches packed and the kids off to school or dealing with a child that won't go to bed or wakes up a million times in the night right that's having not only that acute stress response inside of you the next day when you're tired, you didn't get the sleep, where you can use these processes, these tools and techniques for that acute, like you said, or the chronic where you just keep seeing, you know, seeming to get triggered by what you were saying sounds. And I wanted to make a point with that. I mean, everybody knows we're coming to the holiday season and you know, all of your senses are tuned to these programs as well. So when you smell the cookies baking in the oven, the pumpkin pie, right, all of the programs start to be activated. So sound is one of them as well. It's not just what we're seeing, what we're, you know, all of the senses play a role in that. So if it's in particular noise that you're hearing or high, high volume, you know, Th- that can actually trigger. And as you said, I wanted to touch on that too. You know, maybe it's because you weren't allowed to behave that way. So you made a decision that I'm not allowed to be that loud. So therefore my children shouldn't be that loud. That's not what you really believe. It's just in you that, oh my gosh, if I, if I am that loud, I'm going to get in trouble. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. So sounds, smells, sights, all can induce those, those, beliefs and programs like as you know like as soon as you smell the pumpkin pie you could probably imagine all of the childhood memories, right? When you smell that cooking in the oven. So holidays are a big time as we're coming up on Thanksgiving here in the United States and, and Christmas are a really big opportunity for a lot of these programs to surface. And you don't have to fear that, you know, if you learn the proper techniques and tools to help support you, you can have a great and joyous and relaxing holiday season
1: with yeah, your family. Definitely. Yes, with your family there, (laughs) not not just (laughs) you have to go away on vacation. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, and I'm curious to hear. So we're talking about this fact, and I love, I love what you said. This, I, you know, the fact that our children. I mean, they really come into the world who they are, you know, yeah. and, and it's funny to think. And I've, I've shared this a number of times in the Home Birth Collective, but, you know, we have this idea of like, oh, we have this moldable clay child and we're going to shape them into this, you know, what we want them to be. It's like, that is not accurate at all. <laughs> and I remember uh, there's this philosopher, Stefan Molyneux. He said one time, like, really, like, that's what you think. You've got this clay, but you actually have a boulder. You've got a boulder and you've got, like a very fine grain piece of sandpaper and you can maybe like help, you know, smooth out a few edges, maybe, but it is, they are who they are. Like you are who you are. And I always think back to, um, with my first, my oldest Janie, I felt her actively, very strongly in the womb at like Fourteen weeks, like Mm -hmm. unbelievably early, especially for a first-time mom. But there was no denying it, and it continued. And like it was, it was obviously her moving around. And (laughs) now it's like, well, yeah, (laughs) you know, well, that's Janie. Like that's that's who she is, and she's always been like that. That is who she Mm -hmm. is. And so this this idea comes up of like, okay, how does working with our inner child? Impact our relationship with our children, and I don't know, help them be who they who they are.
0: Mm-hmm. Right, very powerful. I get goosebumps when you when you say that because we all have, we are all different. There is not another Jamie. Mm-hmm. There's not another Caitlin. There's not another Greta in the entire universe. So what is that, right? We are so unique. We are so special. And when you do this work, it allows you to sink in a little deeper and embrace that concept with your children that they are powerfully created, right? That they know they are creators themselves. They come here with great desire to experience the world Through the way they want to, and so you don't have to worry about damaging them through those really formidable years. Like, they come in with great desire and wanting, and they know, they know, and this just allows you to trust their knowing, to trust their power. Like, your job, I tell a lot of parents, is like, keep them alive right? And then let them blossom, right? Like, do your thing each step of the way. Like, can you get out of their way, right? We just think we know best. And and we believe that it's just happening for, you know, oh, we want to avoid them having any pain or suffering. But when you understand that they have this inner guidance system inside of them. And basically, when you do your work on this side, I hate to even call it work, but when you get your relief, then you feel less compelled to interfere with that guidance system. You can trust it. And it's more of like, you know, maybe it's not the sandpaper, but maybe it's polishing, right? And amplifying that gift, that skill, that trust that you have in them. And basically, I say it allows you to really give them the unconditional love and emotional support, which creates strong, happy, healthy, functioning adults. When that bond between mom and baby, when they get their emotional needs met in the best ways possible, it allows you to be emotionally present, where you don't bring your emotional stuff to their journey.
1: Mm. Yeah, I love that. And I will say in my personal experience after working with you, I remember coming to you, you know, a few weeks in, and saying because one of my big concerns was you know my children like mm-hmm. am i repeating these patterns that i so desperately don't want to be repeating you know am i doing these things i don't want to be doing and am i ruining them you know it like so much stress and overwhelm that i'm just like <laughs> placing on my heart um and i remember after working with you for a number of weeks i was like oh my gosh like i've done like my children, because at first I was like, what can I do for my kids? Like, what, how can I tap on them? Like, you know, make them calm, you know, like (laughs) I got to get them calm. And you were like, don't, don't worry about your kids. Like, let's work on you and you'll see. And I remember being like, oh my gosh, like my kids are different now. Like they're, they're different. Mm -hmm. And it's not like, it wasn't just a perception thing. Like there was genuinely this reconnection that we had simply because I was healing the things that were going on with me that I didn't realize were, you know, running in the background this whole time. And it was so, it was, I mean, humbling really to realize like, oh, Caitlin, like now see, like that is really the thing. It's like the way that you are feeling is so impactful. You know, the way that you are feeling does impact other people like in terms of our nervous systems in terms of co-regulation like mm-hmm. it does impact people and so instead of worrying about them mm-hmm. just worrying about you yeah. and guess what your relationships are going to to blossom absolutely and
0: not just the relate i mean that's going to be the most powerful powerful relationship that you see shift because you held them in your body, right? They are, you are deeply connected to that being. So if you've ever been in the room with someone who's upset with you, but they don't verbally say, I'm mad at you, doesn't matter. You feel it, it's energy. And then energy goes where energy flows. So if somebody knows, right, that you will take the complaining and you just take it with a grain of salt and, you know, you don't, you just listen to their dumping on you all the time. They're going to come to you every time because energy, they know that they can give it to you. So the relationships, not just your children, that'll be the one, number one that you see, but, you know, partners, parent, your parents, friends will begin to show up differently. You will start to begin to perceive them differently, but they will start feeling different to you, meaning you will not necessarily be the one that they always call to complain to, right? Because you're not available there energetically. They know you're not going to receive it. You're not You're not going to catch that pass anymore, right? Because things change inside of you. And that is really the magical experience because, you know, when the plane's going down, they say, put your oxygen mask on first. And moms have a hard time doing right? You want to, are the kids okay? Is everything for them? And then completely, oh, you know, defer your needs, but I'm on the back burner. And the complete opposite is what is healthy. You're not only teaching your children how to care for themselves, and it's not a selfish way. It's actually the unselfish thing to do. You put your oxygen mask on first. You tend to your well-being. You tend to your emotions. And maybe that's a lot of lip service for some people. But when you do actively use these tools that we use in our sessions to help that emotional stability, recalibration, you actually are clearing that energy. So then the child doesn't feel it. If you're over here worrying about bills, how you're going to pay your mortgage, you think you go into the room to play with your kid or read them a bedtime story that they don't feel that? Right? And that they don't respond to that. And that's what I'm talking about. So when you can deal with your stuff and come to a more peaceful place in your physical body, the thoughts that you're thinking, it it frees up the true genuine connection with not just your children, but that'll be the big one, but everyone that you interact with.
1: Mm, gosh, I, gosh, I love it. And it's so powerful. Um, yeah. What I'm wondering about is, okay, so let's say that there is a mom listening to this and mm-hmm. I don't know, we know that we've got healing to do, but there's also just like a sense of guilt or mm-hmm. shame or just like feeling overwhelmed about how this even works like what what recommendations do you have in terms of just feeling okay in terms of taking care of yourself or getting started in this way oh that's a really good question you know
0: i just always tell my clients that one we have something that you know, with EFT tapping, that you can actually focus on those emotions. They're there because you have belief systems. So that's the first line of defense, really. I mean, that you have those emotions and they're not wrong to experience them. We can address them. But also that this is an eternal game, right? Like this is not something that there's a pass or fail at. You know, this is a constant expansion. And if you can get comfortable with that and that you really can't get this wrong and that it never really ends that this is. So there's always a chance to start over, you know, start over the next minute, start over the next hour, start over the next day. And when you are focusing on coming to that next new start in a better emotional state for yourself, it can only then be experienced going forward in a better way, right? Mm-hmm. So um, I don't know if that helps, but that understanding that there really are no mistakes here. You love your children. You want to be a good mom. you wouldn't be here, right? And so knowing at the very core of who you are, that is your intention and always coming back to that intention and knowing that all of the behaviors that you've done up until this point and what you've learned, what you don't know, have been driven by that, you wanting to do good, wanting to do the best for your children and reminding yourself of that when you have that guilt, when you have that shame, or if you feel like you've done something wrong, which is just not true. Your children are receiving everything they need, right? They're powerful, they're creators, and that they need in order to experience their full capacity in life too. So it goes hand in hand. They're teaching you, you're teaching them, and it's the symbiotic relationship. And if you can look at it that way and it's ever-evolving, ever-expanding,
1: then it softens the edges a little bit, I think. I love that. I I totally agree. Greta, this has been so incredible. I just love working with you. Um, Would you mind sharing your information with everyone so that they can follow along and learn more?
0: Yes. Yes. Well, if anybody is interested in going deeper in this type of work, you can reach out to me. You can just send me an email at Greta, that's G-R-E-T-A, at GretaZukoff.com, and I can spell my last name. It's Z-U-K-O-F-F, so Greta at GretaZukoff.com. Just send me an email, and we can schedule a time just to have a chat I actually have a coach that works under me. Her name is Naomi and she is trained in my modalities and how I work uh, one-on-one with clients and she will be she specializes in working with mothers and anxiety and she'll be helping me support any moms that come in from you know listening to this podcast or through Caitlin's programs and really specializing in them having you know peaceful journeys of motherhood. And also if you're interested in doing the deeper work, you know, we can customize something that that works for you. So if you just reach out to me with an email and then we can discuss maybe if you're a good fit for this type of work, if you're ready for this type of work and if, you know, if it's right for you.
1: I love it, Greta. Thank you so much. It's been such an honor and such a joy to have you on the Happy Home Birth Podcast.
0: Thank you, Caitlin. I'm so happy that you... Felt compelled to share your journey with everyone and bring me on. So I know a lot of women can benefit from this. So thank you.
1: How incredible was that? As we head into this week's episode roundup, I just have a few thoughts for us. Number one, you know, this idea of the inner child, like like I admitted, it wasn't something that naturally called to me. I thought, you know, this is silly. I'm not a child anymore, I don't need to worry about this, I just need to you know, pull myself up by my bootstraps and, and be okay. But when we realize that so many of the programs that we are running were created in those first few years of life, we can begin to see that, okay, maybe some of them are outdated, and maybe I have new information now, new information that's going to serve me better than you know, three-year-old Caitlin's information. So taking a look at the programs are running and recognizing, are these actually serving me? Are these true? Are these positive? Um, That can be an incredible place to start. The second thing that I wanted to mention, I wanted to talk about tapping specifically. You know, EFT, Emotional Freedom Technique Tapping, has been a huge help for me in my life. And like Greta and I spoke about, it's it's so beneficial in what I call the acute and the chronic. So it is so helpful for me in those moments when I feel, okay, the anxiety's here. You know, I'm feeling overwhelmed in the moment. I can feel a physical reaction happening in my body. It is so incredibly useful to use EFT to use tapping at that time, but at the same time, it has been so beneficial for me to to deal with these more chronic states, you know, a, a sense of negativity. I really struggled with that for a very long time, just kind of having this negative lens on all of the time, like I said, my poo colored glasses, like these brown tinted glasses, and working with EFT and like I said using prayer through EFT has changed my perspective and I certainly feel like I wear rose colored glasses and not in the fake way not in the you know bright siding way but life truly is is beautiful and there are so many things to be joyful for and that's what my mind focuses on more and more each day so much of that because through tapping, I've worked on those chronic issues. So I highly recommend it if you find yourself in those places where it's like, oh my gosh, why do I feel despair again? Why am I angry again? Why am I frustrated again? Number three, I wanted to share that, you know, postpartum in particular, pregnancy and postpartum, these are obviously massively hormonal flux times so we've got a lot going on but there are also times where we may be drawing on a lot of subconscious programs and so tapping in particular i think is huge for these times i use tapping right now during my third pregnancy as i'm doing connection exercises with my baby as i am visualizing my baby as i'm you know co-regulating with the baby inside of me tapping has made this even deeper. And in the postpartum, I'm so excited to have this tool so that if I do start experiencing any type of postpartum mood disorders, I already have something to pull on. I so desperately wish that I had known about this, especially with my first postpartum when I experienced a lot of anxiety some depression and definitely postpartum rage so i really want to encourage you if you are in any of those places or if you're just trying to prevent those things or put on some rosier colored perspectives please please join us in this upcoming group called finding freedom like i said i'm going to be in this group i'm going to be joining in we're going to have four group tapping calls per month two group prayer and meditation calls per month, as well as private Facebook group support. This is going to be so incredible and it's going to be so fun to see these moms in our community get to come together in another way to support each other. So if that sounds good to you, make sure you click in the show notes and you will find the link to get more information and go ahead and get signed up with us. All right, my friends, don't forget the application for the Home Birth Collective drops next week, but that's all that I've got for you for today. I'll see you back here next week. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. Are you looking to extend the home birth support, encouragement, and education? Join us in our Facebook group, Happy Home birth Podcast Community, and check us out on Instagram at Happy Home Podcast.